Hello, and welcome to Talk and Psych with Doc Raz. I'm your host, Doc Raz. The other day, I watched a TED Talk video where the woman speaking stated that she had written a book about cleaning and had received a message from someone saying that the book had saved their life. She goes on to talk about the fact that she is a therapist. She's not an interior decorator. She is not anybody in that area. Um, you know, so it's kind of interesting that she wrote a book about cleaning. She then goes on to share more about herself and kind of how she got to that point. Um, noting that she was pregnant with her first child and had made this wonderful plan about having all of this, excuse me, kind of village support for after the birth of her child. Unfortunately, her child was born at the beginning of the lockdown for the 2020 or the start of the pandemic in 2020. Um, She had put this plan in place because she knew after the birth of her first child that she was going to struggle postpartumly. And so this wonderful, beautiful plan was just gone because the world was locked down. And she talks about how following the birth of her second child when she had really no support um you know things kind of fell apart and there was a lot of negative self-talk and things like that and eventually she got to the point where on tiktok she had posted a video of really just how messy her home was and she got some negative comments for it but she continued to do that and she continued to highlight some different practices she was putting in place to get it cleaned up to the level that she wanted. And she noted getting comments and comments and comments where this really resonated with other people. This struggle with kind of adult tasks. Um, And then she goes on and sort of the moral of the TED Talk is what if we treated the ability to complete these things as morally neutral. I think for a number of us, and certainly for older generations, there's this idea that there's something morally wrong with us if we cannot or we struggle to do these things, right? There is the phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness. And so if you are messy or dirty, that would mean that you are not very godly. Um, And so she just kind of talks about what if we took this idea that it was morally neutral, that it didn't necessarily say anything about who you are as a human being, but we just took it as a, a different stance. And she talks about how she has Change some of the way that ways that she views things, such as laundry and the need to fold. Right? She was folding baby onesies and it was like, What why am I doing this? This doesn't really make much sense because A it's not really gonna wrinkle and if it wrinkles, like who who legitimately would care about a wrinkly baby onesie? Um, and also depending on the age, they're gonna go through four outfits, so like It's only going to be on for a couple of hours. Um, If you've had children, you know what I'm talking about. And so this idea made a lot of sense to me. Um, I don't know that I judge people as 
bad people if their house is messy or dirty. But I also wondered as a therapist, as a clinical psychologist, if it might it might signify something else. And I'm not talking about sort of regular lived-in messiness. I'm talking about I'm talking about when it's more than that. Um, when it's when it's much more than that. I, I wonder if it can possibly signify that there might be other things going on. And so I just kind of wanted to pose that question today and to, I don't know, kind of use it as a thought experiment on the podcast. Um, because from my perspective, right, we use some of these things as a signifier for how people are doing. And it's usually when there's change. So if you were able at one point to manage these things and all of a sudden or kind of a slowly there's been a decline in your ability, that to me is a signifier that things are not quite right. And so the different things that could be going on could be that, right, we're having mental health symptoms flare up maybe our depression has gotten much worse and so we might be at a point where it is it is everything the person can do to complete the tasks they have to do like they have to go to work to make money to support themselves and the family and their family they have to do something in terms of eating um, that might be making a meal for the family it might be heating up a tv dinner but they may only have, I, I love kind of spoons theory. If we think about everybody only has so many spoons for the day. And when we do different tasks, they use up different spoons. And so kind of using that in this situation, if the house is getting away from us in a way that it does not usually, to me that might signify like maybe we have lost spoons maybe the total spoons we wake up with has overall decreased and now there is just less spoons to go around and so we have to be choosy about what we spend our spoons on um i also wonder if it could be a trauma response for some folks and so if you had people that uh, were, you were in situations where you didn't have a lot of control, um, whether that was over food, right? We know people, children especially, can kind of hoard food when they've been in situations where they did not know where their next meal is coming. So that can certainly contribute to it. Um, I know stories of people that have had things thrown out on them, right? If I mean, if there's kids in foster care, I don't know that from, depending how long they're in the system, from beginning to end, if they always end with their same things, or if they were picked up one day after school and didn't really get to go back and get all of their things. And it was sort of a rushed pack job, or maybe they didn't really get to go back for any of their things. Um... Maybe they had parents that sold their things or gave their things away. And so we may be more likely to hold on to things when 
it's not it's not really a good thing for us maybe they're broken things maybe they're beyond repair maybe they're legitimately like dirty and there is no way to kind of get them back to a minimal level of being sanitary um things like that so it may also be a trauma response um I think for a number of people, it can also be a sign that we are inappropriately self-soothing. You know, we think of those that struggle with online shopping or going to the mall or the store too much and buying lots of things that they did not need. Um, and now maybe their house is far too cluttered. Um... And so we're seeking kind of that momentary, short-lived soothing, that feeling of, oh, okay, things are better now. Um, because often when we try to fill it with things, it does not last terribly long, especially if they're not very thought out. If you're thinking it out and you buy things for yourself that legitimately are going to make your life better... They're going to make some portion of it easier. And you don't have the things already. And I think that is that is alright as long as, you know, it fits in your budget. Um, and doesn't cause more stress in some other spot financially. That's fine. But right, if we have more shoes than we would ever be able to wear. More clothes than we would ever be able to wear. More of the same things that any sort of average person does not need and you you have no sort of like understandable reason then I'm wondering if we're sort of self-soothing in a kind of dysfunctional manner and so these are just a few ways I mean it may be that also that we are our symptoms aren't necessarily kicking up but that it's gotten to the point where it's too overwhelming and so when there's a lot to be done people can get kind of frozen and stuck with like where do I start I have no idea where to start with this and so I'm not going to do any of it which, right, for a number of us, is going to make things worse. And so it might be kind of this cyclical nature of there's too big of an issue. I can't do anything about it. I don't even know where to start. It is too overwhelming. And then more things happen, and now the pile just grows and grows and grows. Um... And depending which of these things it is, these are all things that can be worked on in therapy if we recognize that is what is happening. I think oftentimes that can be the struggle. And another thing, it may also be that you simply have too much on your plate. That we have taken on too much and so we cannot get our house to the level that we would like. Um... Because going back to the TED Talk, she talks about the fact that she has moved to a laundry system where all of the laundry stays kind of downstairs. There's no kind of a closet set up for the family. And people's things get 
put into individual sort of areas. Um, and that works for them. And that is perfectly fine. So yes, those are various things. There may be other things at play um, and that is perfectly fine. But to me, those are all things that can be worked on in therapy and we can certainly make it better, whether it's problem solving and breaking down tasks into more manageable steps, right? If you're seeing it as I have to clean the whole house, yes, that is going to be very overwhelming. There is not really going to be a good way to do that if we leave it as sort of that very big task. But if we break it down to kind of, right, different rooms and then within like, I have to clean the bathroom. Well, what does that actually mean? Okay. Clean the toilet, clean the sink, clean the shower, clean the tub, clean the floor, get new towels. And each of those is an individual task that like when you're done, you get to check it off and you get to move on, but you're making progress on sort of the general to-do list. And it might also be kind of really figuring out legitimately what are you capable of doing? And so maybe the goal is to clean the bathroom, but it takes us three days to clean the bathroom because we only do one to two tasks. Maybe I do the toilet and the sink one day. I do the tub shower one day and I do the floor one day. Okay, that is fine. Getting out of the pressure to do everything quickly and to, you know, finish it all at once, I think is going to be very useful. If it's related to trauma or symptom increase, again, therapy is going to be very useful in addressing those things. And if we address the underlying issue, that may inadvertently just help with the issues and the symptoms that are coming because of it. So if my depression is better, I may be able to do more. I may sort of earn or start with more spoons every morning than I was when my depression or my, you know, PTSD was particularly bad. If I'm self-soothing inappropriately, you know, in a way that only makes these things worse. Well, we can talk about other ways to soothe. The need to be soothed, the need to kind of comfort yourself, that is not a bad thing. That is a very normal human thing that is needed. And so that is not the problem. It's just how you go about meeting that need. That's the problem. And so we can work on different ideas and try different things to see what is going to meet that need in a way that may be more productive or more beneficial for yourself that adds less stress to your life overall. Because if I'm overly spending in an attempt to self-soothe, it's going to be a vicious cycle where I get stressed because of money this is an example, right? We self-soothe for a lot of reasons, but I spend a lot of money to make myself feel better. I feel worse when the bills come or I see how low my 
uh, credit account, uh, my checking account is. And so I inadvertently go spend more things and then I feel worse again. And it's just going to be the cycle. But if we break the cycle by doing something different to feel better, then we may be able to make ourselves feel better overall or more often. These are just some of my thoughts. I would love to hear any thoughts or questions or requests for topics that you may all have. So please feel free to reach out at talkandpsychwithdocraz at gmail.com or on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube at talkandpsychwithdocraz. But I hope you all have a lovely day and you do something nice for yourself. Bye.